Joining us on our Real Estate Today program, we have uh, Boyd Lee and Brian Coker with uh, CK Energy. Boyd, welcome back. Good to have you you on the show. George, nice to be here. You bet. And uh, Brian, welcome to the show. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you for having me. All right. So, uh, Boyd, we just wanted to talk about all things CK Energy, but uh, Brian's kind of the new guy on the block, at least as far as the radio program is uh, concerned. So, Brian, just uh, talk a little bit about yourself and uh, and what you do with, uh, with CK Energy. Okay, I uh, manage our rates and marketing and uh, underneath Boyd and with Boyd. And um, I came from Western Farmers Electric Cooperative, where I worked there under the rates department as well and uh, what we charged all the cooperative members and um, wanted to get kind of back home. And that took me back to the farm and that brought me to CK Energy. So um, doing kind of similar things here and, um, you know, working with Boyd on uh, strategies and strategic planning for our cooperative in the future. So let's talk about the the rate structure a little bit, and I know a lot of work goes into that, uh, Boyd or Brian. I don't know which one you want, kind of want to address that, but uh, what's the process you go through when you are considering uh, rates? Well, it is uh, it can be a very complicated process, and it's it's funny because the meeting that we had this morning before coming here gave us uh, has given us a way to make it a much more streamlined process and far more accurate developing rates is is difficult when you consider that you have costs associated with different sizes of users types of users um, uh, all the way from a fence charger to uh, a gas uh, processing plant and everything in between and You've got people within a class that are totally opposites as well. You may have two houses sitting next to each other. One house takes 15-minute showers. Others takes baths. Uh, This house does 10 loads of clothes a week. This one does 20. And never before have we had the ability to accurately bill those until now. And that's because of new metering technology and new software that takes that metering technology and uh, enables us to apply it on a per-user type basis to develop rates. Now, that's an oversimplified (laughs) method, but that's what Brian's job is is going to be. And uh, uh, so he's got a a lot of work ahead of him. I just – whisper over his shoulder and mess with him you know but he's the guy that he's the guy that knows how to run the software and and put all that stuff together right he might want to expand on it i don't know yeah at, with our new metering system and with this new software and things like the cloud and where we can process data a lot faster um you know we can get down to the hourly and even 15 minute level of what even a residential user's load is and so that allows us uh, you know to look at things like how can we incentivize a residential or commercial customer to move their load around a little bit by changing what they do on a daily basis or or when they run a piece of machinery or something and to allow us to keep our rates more flat and keep them from going up in the future because that's going to be a big key and we're coming up on the time of the year where it's going to be blistering hot out there, and we're all going to be running our ACs, right? Yes, we yep. are. Our favorite time of the year, George. <laughs> uh, in in most respects, it is because, believe it or not, we have far less, far fewer outages in the summer uh, than we do in the the winter because the winter typically is longer duration and more damage thanks to ice and things like that. Yes, we get the occasional tornado damage, but usually we can have that kind of damage 
fixed really relatively quickly. But, yep, it's time, and people really need to fo- be focusing on the things that they've been putting off to, that makes their homes more efficient. Uh, insulation, you know, um, weather tape around their doors and uh, caulking around their windows and things like that. So, And, just, and talking about uh, using energy at different times of the day to maybe help you guys cut down the – my electricity you have to send down the line absolutely it's kind of what i was getting at because we run the air conditioners a lot during the day yes but you kind of like folks to maybe run them more at night or schedule that maybe after peak hours and things like that is what i'm getting at yes um if if uh if they choose that method mm-hmm. what we try to move them to right now with our number one program which is the biggest program in the united states amongst co-ops and that is our geothermal program if we can move customers to a geothermal there's enough demand reduction in our peak usage that we don't have to ask them to uh, control it we don't have to ask them to move it to a different time period just go right on cooling go right on heating it's you've already reduced it by making that decision enough that it pays off for everyone on the system and that's why that's why we are so heavily into geothermal per- promotion. Right, and talk about why that works. Why it's why it works so well. Well, the geothermal uses the closed loop uh, uh, in the ground uh, polyethylene pipe, and in that pipe is water, just plain water, mm-hmm. uh, with antifreeze in it. Uh, but uh, that water is the same from now on. It circulates. Uh, throughout that entire loop system in the ground, into the house, through the unit, and back again. And while doing that, it is taking the heat that's transferred into the refrigerant system. It's taking it out of that refrigerant and absorbing it into the water and transferring it to the cooler ground. In the winter, we reverse that and we go get the heat that we dumped in there during the summer and we put it back in the house. And it does it at just the cost of operating the compressor. There's no electric strip backup. There's no gas furnace on it or anything. It's just the cost of the compressor. And the water's at like a, just a steady temperature? It stays right? pretty close, mm-hmm. George. There's a, So you don't have to heat it up as much as you normally would or cool it down as much? To, yeah, the, and, and really uh, that gets into a little bit more complexity too because you're really... A lot, of, a lot of science in this, isn't there? Yeah, <laughs> there is. <laughs> don't, want to get, don't want to make it too difficult, I guess. We're, yeah, because yeah. we're not really heating the water or cooling the water mechanically mm-hmm. um, because, believe it or not, changing the water temperature that much does not reduce how many BTUs of, of heat are available out of it. It just means you have to get your refrigerant system cooler in order to absorb it when it gets cooler if that all makes sense, and the same way in the summer. But if you think about it, in the summer, the maximum temperature that our loops get are 90 degrees. On a 105-degree day with a conventional air conditioner, you're trying to cool your home by dumping the heat you take out of the home into 105-degree air. But in ours, you're dumping it into 90-degree water. And so the efficiency difference is dramatic in some cases yeah 10 to 15 percent sounds like uh, about that yeah. as far as the temperature is concerned anyway yeah, so, as far yeah. as the temperature is right. concerned but as far as your electric bill is concerned it's more like 30 to 50 mm-hmm. all right so let's talk about uh, the area you serve and uh, i know we've talked when you were on the show before about uh seek energies now two previous uh yep. co-ops that joined together here a few years ago 
two previous co-ops, Caddo Electric and Kiwash Electric, but uh, we are trying to educate people into uh, to stop thinking of mm-hmm. us as Caddo and Kiwash because we're not. They're both gone. They don't exist anymore. CK Energy does exist. And CK Energy's footprint is very, very large. We go all the way from uh, Mustang out west to uh, close to Elk City and then south all the way to Lone Wolf and then back up, you know, through uh, um, Fletcher and Apache and Cement and Mm -hmm. and, uh, South Anadarko and Verdon. How far north? Uh, We go most of the way out. We go uh, Mm I-40. And not really a whole lot of stuff on the north. But when we get out past uh, Weatherford and Clinton, there is a lot of stuff. We go all the way up to Tologa, uh, out to Leedy. And uh, so, yeah, we've, we've got a lot of coverage. Right. So as far as the size of the co-op, uh, Brian, uh, how does it compare to the other co-ops? Say OEC or REC or? Well, from a... From a geography standpoint, we are one of the biggest co-ops in the state now as far as geography goes. Uh, From a meter standpoint, like OEC, you know, being in the populated area that they're in is still has a lot more meters than we do. Uh, We're at about 26 to 27,000 meters, depending, you know, and growing. But uh, OEC's at 60. OEC's (laughs) at 60, right. Yeah. So uh, we we are geographically, though, one of the biggest co-ops. So what's it take? So, so talk about your growth a little bit, and uh, mostly rural farms, I guess, mm-hmm. is, are your biggest customers or members. Members, right? It's, it's the most members we have. Yes, are rural farms. Now we do have a large um, uh, suburban section of Mustang, Yukon, El Reno up in there, but everything else is pr- is fairly uh, sparsely populated in farm type uh, um, systems. Um, as far as users, I mean, we're a we're a big seller of electricity to <laughs> marijuana grow houses. Yeah, I guess now. so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's probably not what we ever set out to do, but uh, they they are what they are. The law is what it is, and and uh, they are very large users, and uh, so that actually helps. Uh, it, it may it may mess with our morals and values and things like that. That's depends on the person, but as far as what they mean elected uh, electrically and uh, from a uh, economic standpoint it helps reduce the cost of power to the little guys so say we have a new customer out there wants to hook up with ck energy talk about the process that uh, that goes on and how long it takes before they get the request and they get power well, with us, that uh, new power uh, request is very, very quick. Uh, we've always we've always managed to do it within days, if it's especially if it's something that doesn't require a lot of construction. Um, but it's just an application process that's actually online. They don't even have to come into the office anymore. Uh, fill out the application, and uh, now if it is something that's other than an existing pole or something like that then a staking engineer is going to have to go out there and determine what needs to be built. Um, depending on the load and what it's likely to consume will determine how much cost that new customer will have to pay to get those lines there. We do have a certain amount that's free, uh, but when it gets into long line extensions, there will be cost involved. I'll take this chance to mention our new website, and uh, if you 
would go out and check out our new website. It's revamped. It's all new, fresh. And we now even have the ability on there. You can go out and click on new service and you can fill out your application online and it automatic when you hit submit, it'll automatically come to us and that gets the process started. So we've really tried to streamline that where you don't have to download forms, print them off, mail them in, take all the time to do that. So the website hasn't necessarily, the name hasn't changed, it's been revamped, right? It is still so, CK Energy. Yes. CK Energy dot co-op. Dot co-op. Mm -hmm. dot, get that co-op in there, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, our uh, yeah, our website is much better than mm -hmm. it ever was before. It's really, it looks really nice, and it's going to continue improving. Who does that? Who does your web design? A company called High Five is who we contracted with uh, to build our uh, current version of the website, and uh, we've got guys in house that uh, can put post most of our new stuff. But as far as the architecture and the design of it, uh, High Five is a company that. We work so you can go in there, and if you've got a new program, you can go in and do that, or post news releases or yeah. things like that. Mm -hmm. you got in-house so folks can do that. Sure. Right. Yes. And uh, if you need to know if there's some outages, you can go to that site, I'm sure, right? That's exactly right. We, we, we keep a, a member-accessible outage map. Um, and so sometimes the, when they think they're the, all alone out there and, and nobody else is without power, they can get on there and find out it's not the case most of the time. Right. So we dodged a bullet. Everybody, most power companies did this last year. Uh, had a couple of bouts of cold weather and frigid weather, but no freezing rain. Thank goodness. No so, polar vortex this yes. year, George, and and like you said, no no freezing rain on the lines or the trees. Thank yes, goodness. Yes. <laughs> so talk about maintenance now, and uh, maybe if you can address your the overall condition of your lines and poles and things like that. Okay. Well, um, the overall condition of our of our system is is pretty good. Um, with the number of ice storms we've had since 2002, yeah. there's a lot of new poles in the air out there, unfortunately, or fortunately, yeah. depending on how you look yeah. at it. Um, however, we, we have a current um, undertaking that's called a mitigation project, and, and uh, what that enables us to do is we can, we can apply for uh, funding from FEMA, 75% uh, of the cost, uh, to beef up, uh, to reconductor, uh, add additional poles in line to strengthen, make shorter spans that are more likely to stand during uh, uh, ice loping events, that sort of thing. And uh, uh, we're looking at quite a few millions of dollars of mitigation projects that's going to kick into gear uh, sometime this year. And uh, uh, so that'll That'll take a lot of the strain off of many miles of our east and west line. Because in Oklahoma, east and west poles and wires are exposed mm -hmm. uh, with our winds and stuff. And, and so, uh, anyway, that's happening. We've got a uh, right-of-way department now that's really, really effective. We've got big machines. We take out miles of trees. And uh, so... We're slowly but surely getting a lot of those obstacles out of the way so that the, the, the little annoying interruptions in service become less. wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, we hear uh, all the news about some of the, the big power companies, uh, PSO, uh, Summit Energy, which used to be Centerpoint, and uh, all their uh, plans to recoup costs from the polar vortex of last year. And it's multi-millions of dollars yes. that they had to pay extra for fuel and they are passing those costs on to their customers over 15, 20 years. 
in some cases. So how did CK Energy adopt or uh, adopt with those higher prices you guys had to pay? Well, um, we're really fortunate, George, and, and I really hope our members uh, can grasp this uh, concept and, and what's happened and why things are, are um, good right now for members of CK Energy. And that is... Uh, beginning in 2015, when we consolidated uh, and became two co-ops became one, the financial side of the picture really improved, and it's been improving ever since because now we have a much expanded territory to promote our programs, which help um, reduce wholesale cost of power and so forth. Well, anyway, that put us in a position where our margins on an annual basis. Uh, and that's margins above what's required to pay debt, you know, long-term debt. They've been an, significant enough now that um, when we found out what our portion of the polar vortex was going to cost, which is over $12 million, we don't want to pass that on to the customers. If we're, if we're making enough margins on an annual basis, let's just absorb it. Give them a break. I mean, goodness, you know what inflation's doing right now? You know what the cost of gasoline's doing to people? Uh, and even the cost of electricity is higher, not as a result of polar vortex, but as a result of higher fuel cost. So why do we want to be part of the compounding problem? We're going to absorb it. Now, as I mentioned earlier, that, that doesn't mean that there's not a cost to the cooperative member. It just means that it's not at any point... Uh, ever going to come out of their pocket, we're not going to recover. It just means that by waiving that $12 million, that's $12 million of capital credits many years down the road that won't be paid out. Because everybody has to recover the cost in some way or another. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, our recovery does not require any pennies out of anybody's pockets. And I think that's that's worth doing jumping jacks for. You bet. And the reason is because you're not regulated by the Corporation Commission like the other. Well, uh, no, it wouldn't matter. Right. It wouldn't matter. If even if we were regulated by the Corporation Commission, if we showed them that we don't have a need to pass that on to our customers, then um, they wouldn't make us. The difference is in the, with the IOUs, they don't answer to their members. They answer to their investors. And so they don't have an option. Um, they have to pass it on to satisfy the investors. Let's talk about uh, some things uh, that you do for uh, your members. We've got uh, youth energy camps. And Brian, let's talk about that a little bit and uh, what those are and uh, who they're for. Yep, we'll, we'll have Youth Energy Camp coming up, and we have four uh, people that we'll be sending to Youth Energy Camp. And uh, they go and they just essentially learn about the cooperative and learn how things work. They uh, get a chance to see what it's like to climb a pole and, um, you know, essentially learn the ins and outs of the co-op. Uh, the bucket trucks, they'll get to, to see the trucks and ride in them and go up in the bucket and... Um, all kinds of things. So uh, we where, always. Where's the camp? Is it held at Binger, or where's the camp held at? The, the various it's a, places. It's the Methodist youth youth camp oh. uh, up at Hinton. It's a beautiful little camp. Yeah. About a week long camp, or how long does it last? Normally four days. Four, four days. days. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then we've uh, we'll have youth tour coming up as well, and we've had lots of applicants for youth tour where they where they go to uh, Washington D.C. Uh, they win a trip to Washington D.C. for is it two weeks still, or is it shorter? Than no, that? it's it's one week again, one, about wait. four days total. Yeah, uh, it's called uh, uh, youth leadership. Yep, uh, in action. Yep, and uh, so we've got some great applicants for that, and they they submit. Uh, videos to us kind of as a, a final way for us to score them and we've had some great uh, videos being submitted by our kids this year and it's very proud of them they get to go to dc in the summer yes um, mm-hmm. yep yeah it's normally in uh, may i think mm-hmm. yes or june something like right right yep. after school right, yep. okay uh also we want to talk about um you're gonna be giving away a car pretty soon or have or will or we are so uh everybody listening out there that's a ck member you better you better get your lucky shoes on and come to the annual meeting, which is August the 12th, Friday night, over in Weatherford at the Pioneer Event Center on campus at Southwestern uh, Oklahoma State University. Um, the electric car that we started off with four years ago, which was a Chevy Bolt, which is currently being driven by, by Brian, um, it uh, we're going to give it away. Now, before you think, okay, we're going to give away a, a worn-out vehicle, let it's me, an electric car. I think you probably it's an electric said, yeah. car. That, number one, there's only 30 moving parts on it to wear out. So, right. um, uh, but here's the great thing: it's got it's got good tires on it. It's got perfect brakes on it. Um, and when we peel off the vinyl that we have on it now, advertising CK Energy, it's going to have a perfect white paint job on underneath that. And the last caveat is, GM in their infinite wisdom had a recall on some of their uh, on their bolts and lo and behold they replaced the whole battery section in there free of charge i might add and so even though that car's odometer is going to say 120,000 miles you're basically getting a brand new car it's worth it it's uh but you have to be there if you want to win it so uh, don't sit back and think you're going to get a free chance without coming and and uh, showing up at the annual meeting. All right, uh, mark your calendars. So that'll be that'll be great. And we've talked about your electric car before, and uh, very little maintenance on those things. We've and, had virtually no maintenance yeah. on them. Uh, Brian in the Bolt, uh, hate to talk for him, but uh, well, haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, tell what problem you did run into. Uh, yeah, uh, we we did run into a little bit of a problem. Um, where before they did the recall, you know, I just went out one morning and it wouldn't do anything. Uh, and, uh, I mean, the car itself was fine, but nothing would work. And it went back to that recall issue. And so that's been all fixed now. Uh, and the only other issue that I've had with it um, since I got it from Boyd is the little flap that covers up where you charge. It has a sensor on it that tells you whether it's open or not. Well, that sensor has gone out. But as you can imagine, with an electric car, you're opening and shutting that flap pretty often. So for it to have lasted this long is pretty good. And that's really the only issue with it. Right. Anybody that might be considering uh, the purchase of an electric vehicle, and we're seeing pickups and full-size cars now, semis, for crying out loud. <laughs> but uh, CK Energy has a little incentive for those who... Uh, who want to uh, purchase one of those vehicles? We do. I mean, we've we, we haven't uh, just mass advertised this, but anybody that's asked us about the um, uh, purchasing an EV and putting it on us, we we have an electrical services department and, and licensed electricians, and they will actually go to the person's home and install at our expense a 50 amp plug 
in their garage or wherever it needs to be in order for a new buyer to plug in their uh, um, their charger that they receive. Um, we felt like that was a lot better to do it that way than to actually pick a particular charger brand because there's so many of them. And now some of, most of the manufacturers are, are providing a level two charger with their cars. Like the Mustang Mach-E that I drive, it came with a level two charger. So all I needed was a 50 amp plug. And uh, so anyway, we'll do that for them at, at our expense. Just one reminder about uh, what folks can do to ward off uh, any damage to their lines or anything with the thunderstorms and tornadoes that are likely to come up over the next th three months. What can a customer do to ward off? Pray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do lots of, have lots of knee time yes. out there. Um, now, the main thing is uh, uh, if you any of the lines that are on your side, uh, the customer side, that uh, are covered up with tree limbs and things like that, either cut them off yourself or uh, get someone to help you cut those off because you don't want to wait until the night of the storm and your own limbs rip off your own lines from your house. We can we can do everything out on the main uh, lines and with our poles and transformers and stuff like that, we, certain maintenance, but we can't protect you on your side. So keep that in mind. All right. So if you're not uh, comfortable doing the work yourself, hire a professional. Yes. And uh, they'll do the work. All right. Brian, any final comments this morning? I don't think I have anything else. I could talk all day, George. I know. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll give them a break. All right. Well, we got a couple of minutes. If you wanted to, is there anything else uh, we need to talk about as far as reporting outages? Just uh, each other, either online or that's a, that's like a great that. one. If you've got power, you can report on the light, I guess. Several years back, um, in an effort to be able to handle far more calls at, at one time, and I, I'll state that uh, the problem used to be we had one phone line coming in and one dispatcher sitting there. And so he or she was able to answer one call. And everyone else that was attempting to call in their outage at that time received a busy signal. Well, the only option is to have multiple phone lines and multiple people sitting there. Well, that becomes very, very expensive because those outage situations where you need multiple people don't occur that often. So it, it's not economically sound to hire all those people. Well, technology has come along, and we invested in it a number of years back. We actually now can take 50,000 calls at once but the caveat is you're not going to talk to a real live person and we need you to understand that we get every one of those calls and we hear every message that you're asked to leave but we just need you to have confidence in knowing that it's going to be listened to and 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 reported um, sometimes people get upset if they can't talk to a live person but uh, that's the reason, and it's not, it's not personal. It uh, has to do with manpower. Uh, that's not a right term anymore, is it? A person power. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, so they don't, just need to be patient. Don't be afraid to leave a message. That's right. Leave I the message. That's, that's, the, that's the time we're living in nowadays. Yep. So. And it even asks you on the message if you want a call back. 
Oh, so you can get a call back. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. And okay. it's automated. It's not going to be a live person. Right. <laughs> it's call you It'll, it will call you back. All right. Thanks a lot. Boyd, thank you for coming in. Brian, thank you for coming in. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to our uh, Real Estate Today program today.